Daydreaming about dragons. I was going to skip this week. I was going to take the week off for podcasting, but this does not feel like a normal weekend by any stretch of the imagination. And I thought I, I had some things to say about gaming. So here we go. All right. Things you can do to that aren't gaming, that aren't even meeting online to game, that you can do with your gaming friends to ease the tension of this isolated, strange world we're currently in, all right? So, idea number one is reminisce. Talk about old, cool games. Email the people who, who played in those games and say, hey, I loved that game. I loved this moment when this person did this, or when, thank you, GM, for GMing that game. That was wonderful. It's nice. Gets everybody talking about old times. A little bit of nostalgia right now isn't going to hurt. It just isn't going to hurt. So what I did is I took a cool picture of uh, a griffin holding a 12-sided die. I've got this griffin candle holder, and it's holding a 12-sided die. Took that picture, put it up on Facebook, and said, hey, what's your best gaming memory? I don't care what it is. And... I've got non-gamers talking about games they play, which is cool. I've got people talking about meeting their spouse at a game and falling in love. I've got people talking about playing board games with their kid for the first time or playing a role-playing game with their nieces and nephews for the first time. Uh, I've got people talking about games I've played. I've got people talking about games that they've played. Lots of talks about that long campaign from their childhood. Lots of talks about playing those first games with a sibling. It's really lovely. It, it is a nice way to turn social media, which is a very fraught place right now, into a very positive place. So that's my first thought, is reminisce. Reminisce about old games. Okay, what else can you do? We've got three. Here's number two. Number two is brainstorm. Get together with people and flesh some things out. It could be a campaign idea you've had. It could be an encounter. It could be a dungeon. It could be an incursion. It could be a cool castle. It could be a whole game. But get together with some folks and brainstorm about those ideas. Maybe you just get together and say, hey, I just need to talk about my idea today. But maybe, maybe everybody brings an idea. Maybe everybody brings an idea to the table and you spend a couple minutes on everybody's idea, right? Get together on, on the phone, on Zoom, over Discord, whatever it is. It's a cool way. The, it's an, the, when gamers move away, it's always sad. When your buddies move away, you're not going to be able to see them as much and, and uh, you're not going to be able to game with them as much. It's always a sad thing. But the, the, the only positive of it is that it increases and it expands our gaming network. And because you're not going to be gaming face-to-face -face with those folks, you can now brainstorm with those folks about games that they're not playing in and get their help, get another point of view. So that's, that's the other thing I think we, we could do that isn't gaming, isn't gaming online, we can brainstorm about gaming. We can daydream with our friends, right? Create some things. Maybe there's a thing, a part of a system that you have trouble with, right? Maybe you've got a, a cool new house rule you want to you think about 
and flesh out a little bit more and write down. Cool. Maybe you've got a whole game system in your notebook. Now's the time maybe to flesh it out and just talk about it. Talking about it with your friends sometimes can make it real. And they can give you ideas. And they can tell you about the ideas that they have. And that can't hurt. So that's idea number two. The idea number two is brainstorm. All right. Here's the third thing. Third thing is make something with your friends, like concretely. Here's an example. I went to the Medieval City Generator, which I'll have a link to in the show notes. I got a map. I printed it out. Or I, I, I downloaded it. I put numbers on it. I put letters on all the gates. And then I asked a bunch of provocative questions. And asked my friends to help me come up with them. And we made a bunch of stuff. I've got a, I've got a, a blog post called Making Chloroshaw, which is the name of the city. Right? And we came up with six things the hill folk might be bringing through the Griffin Gate. Six things the Merchant Prince's caravan might be bringing through the Dragon Gate. Six things the Duke vassals might be gossiping about when they wait to get through the Lion Gate. Six things you didn't expect to find in the market. Six things you always expect to find in the market. Six types of muggers in East Side. Six games children play in East Side. Six dragon shrines you'll see in Lair Side. Six highborn folk you might see conspiring in High Side. Six reasons people are petitioning the Duke. All that kind of stuff. Ask provocative questions and, and, and see what kind of details your, your friends come up with. If someone seems a little off or, or I had one issue where a friend of mine was being a little bit too D&D-ish about his answers. Right. All of his answers had like uh, a D&D race, for lack of a better word, because that's what D&D calls them. I'm not crazy about it. Moving on. A D&D race. And all of his answers had a D&D race in a class. And I was like, hey, man, get away from the D&D. Just just you're having cool ideas. Just un-D&Dify them. We don't, they, everything doesn't need to be D&Dified. Everything doesn't need to be a gnome illusionist or an elf ranger. Let's just say like the Queen's Ranger or whatever it is. And, and so we, sometimes you got to course correct when you're making things up with friends. And that's cool. Just gently course correct. Tell them what you like about the idea and then tell them what, what can be done differently so that it can, be, it can fit in with what, what you're, you're thinking. And, and just if you find yourself doing it too much, stop. Just make something up with your friends. Right? It's fun. It's really fun. I recommend it. And it's a nice way to connect right now. Because the world is kind of a shit show. And it's difficult. And we, when we're, if we're in isolation, and we probably are in isolation, we need to connect. And this is a nice way to connect. So there you go. Uh, those are three ideas. I'm going to go over them all again. Uh, I'm gonna, you can email and reminisce. You can call and brainstorm. And you can make a map and ask questions. Make something up, right? It could be a hex map, and everybody takes a hex and, and, and puts an encounter in it or an idea in it or a weird thing in it, whatever it is. And you can set the tone through the names of the places on the map that are already there. And there you go. Done. Things you can do online that don't have to do with this damn virus, that aren't getting up and playing a full game, because maybe you have time for that. Maybe you don't have the bandwidth right now. Or maybe you already are playing three games and you can do this on top of it. These are easy little side things you can do. I hope they help. I hope you're fine. 
hope you're safe. And let's get to Inspiration Goat. See what's what the Inspiration Goat is chewing on this week. Nice. So we're going to talk about Astro City by Kurt Busiek and Anderson and Alex Ross. Okay. Uh, it's a cool graphic novel, kind of a, a slice of life superhero vibe uh, with, with custom made superheroes and a really neat, fun world, superhero world that, that reminds you of certain things in DC and Marvel, but are very much their own. And, and it's very cool. You can definitely see who's the Superman analog, who's the Wonder Woman analog. A fant- there's a cool Fantastic Four analog. That's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the whole idea of slice of life and how it can help any kind of fantasy thing, right? Any kind of fantasy or science fiction thing is to, to take a step back and say, okay, you know, the, the star gods are fighting with with quasar swords on the helm, on, on, on the bow of a, you know, Titan-class starship as it breaks Atmo. That's cool. Let's take a step back for a second. What are the people in the city doing? What do they think of them? What do they think of these star gods? How do they relate to them? Right? A wizard just became a lich. Cool. What happened to all of that wizard's... Did that wizard have an apprentice? What happened to the apprentice? Did the apprentice have to help him become a lich? How did that affect them? Where are they now? Did they get away? Did they die? If a wizard becomes a lich, what happens to the apprentice? What happened to all that wizard's servants? What happened to everyone who worked in the tower? What happened to the person in charge of the, the wizard's horses? You know, who, what about their scribe? What about the working folk around that wizard tower? You can take a step back. You know, you can get into the weird fantasy stuff whenever. That's cool. Or you can inject it into them, right? You can be like, well, actually, all of those people became undead when the lich became undead. Uh, it was just part of their oath to him. And it's tragic, but it happened. Uh, and this is what kind of undead they are. They're a very special type of undead. Cool. Maybe they all got away by the skin of their teeth and the lich is hunting them. Sounds like a good hook. Now you've got a good hook for, for, for the characters, for, for the player characters to get in there and, and help someone. You know, escape the abuses of a new lich. How do the people in the city feel about the star gods who are, are battling with quasar swords as the, as the Titan-class starship breaks Atmo, right? Do they worship them and they say, oh, my goodness, what have we done to deserve this sin? Do they say, oh, you know, they're super, they're, there they go again. The star gods don't care about anybody. And then does, does a rebellion start to foment because they realize that the star gods just don't care about them? How does that affect the Star God once it's done Quasar sword fighting on the bow of the starship? If you, if you scale back, like Astro City does, and think what are people in the bus doing when Superman is, is punching a you know, 30-foot-tall gorilla? And, and you know, how do they get to work that day? 
you can suddenly cut, there are suddenly interesting things you can show and interesting encounters for the players to experience. And that can be really fun. Not that everything should be that, but it should be around, right? It should be there. Like going back to the star gods, right? Maybe there is a cult to the star gods, right? So they just worship them. And anyone who speaks out against them, they just, they turn to violence. So what does that mean? Are there refugees from that planet who are leaving in mass? Is there an exodus? It's fun to think about. It's fun to think about what are the, what are the, what are the common folk doing? What are the working folk doing? I feel like in, in fantasy and science fiction, we get really tied up in, in who's ruling, you know? Same thing in comic books, right? Very, very big on the industrialist. But let's think, about, let's think about the people who get laid off when Tony Stark acts like a jerk and, and the Stark Corporation uh, stocks drop, Right? Not all of them should become supervillains who ended up who ended up getting punched around later. I feel like the MC Marvel Cinematic Universe. I've loved the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Not so cool about working class people. But anyway, take a step back. Think about working class folks. Think about common folks and how they're reacting to this bigger than life stuff. You know, it can also it can be a cool way to reflect what effect the players are having. Uh, on the world. And that's a lot of fun. It's a cool way to, to, to show that they are having a ripple. You know, they're, they're throwing stones in the pond, and those, pond and, that, and those stones have ripples. It shows they're having an effect on the setting. The setting is affected by what they do. It, makes it, sh- it shows that, that what they do has meaning, which is really cool. So if you've got something about common folk that has come up in your game, slice of life, little bits of just normalcy amidst your fantasy, science fiction, superhero amazingness, I'd love to hear about it. I'd love to hear about how normal folks deal with the amazing fantasy stuff that's going on in your game, the fantastic and the wondrous and the horrific. I would love to hear more about it. Cool. Let's get to the outro. Thank you so much for listening to Daydreaming About Dragons. If you would like to support the show, I'm only going to have one way to support the show this week, and that is to uh, tweet at me, send me an email at judd.karlman at gmail.com. Tell me about their gaming. Tell me about uh, gaming in isolation, ways that you're dealing with it, ways that you're connecting. I would love to hear about it. I would love to hear from you. Usually right about now, I talk about ways that you can economically support the show. Uh, this week, I am foregoing that. If you were going, if you if you were inspired by listening to the show and you were thinking about giving me any money at all, uh, please check out your local food banks. They're probably way overburdened in the, in, uh, over the next couple months, and and try to give it to them. Uh, I'm not fooling myself that there I was going to get thousands of dollars this this you know uh, 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 based on the strength of this show. Uh, I'm not fooling myself at all. But if you had your finger on the support button, uh, I, would ask, I, would, I would ask that you give that money to uh, a local food bank near you, okay? Uh, let's, uh, let's support folks and, and get through this. 
And I will see you next week. I'm going to do my best not to talk about uh, any COVID stuff in the next one. Uh, and I know that it can be rough and hard to listen to. I just wanted to give some suggestions for ways to connect. And if that was just too much and you couldn't even listen to it this week, uh, I am sorry about that. I will get back to our regular scheduled broadcast next week. And I hope you're well. Wash your hands. Wash your dice. Let's wash all, let's all make sure we, we Clorox our dice this week. And I'll see you next time. Okay? See you soon.